Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, it wasn't very pretty from an offensive standpoint, but it really never is with the Pittsburgh Steelers lately. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff. Yeah, that... That was an offensive explosion in Pittsburgh. Turf. For Mike Tomlin, that was the greatest show on turf night. I mean, that's a 2016 blowout win. I know. Well, one part of the story last night is definitely the emergence of Will Levis, and we'll get to that from the Titans side. But really for the Steelers, Perloff, this was the big change, moving the maligned offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, from the booth down to the field. You get 20 points out of it. You have an issue with Kenny Pickett. I did not think that Pickett was the problem. Oh, okay. So you have no problem with your quarterback sailing at ten yards over an open receiver consistently? Okay, go ahead. He's got no accuracy. The first, well, okay. I'll admit, and I'm not going to argue. He's amazing in the end of a fourth quarter, which is such an odd thing. But he looks worse than he did last year. He's missing open receivers all game long, every game. He's one of the bottom five in accuracy on PFF. There's just something a little bit off with him, and the team around him is amazing. Every spot when they're healthy is great. And he, I think he's holding him back. And I think they coach like he's holding him back. They never, they never want him to throw yeah, see, at certain points. And I think there's a reason because he's inaccurate. Okay. I don't think they're covering for Pickett. He like, yeah, missed some throws last night, but quarterbacks are going to miss throws. His stat line, by the way, is terrible. So don't, if you're looking at the stat line, he's 19 for 30 or whatever for a hundred and less than 200 yards. I, I think his stat line is better than he actually played because he had so many opportunities early in the game. First half. First half, he was terrible. Second half, he was good. Yes, and that's been kind of the Kenny Pickett story. But I do think it is more about the offensive philosophy of this team, which is, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's really crazy that I'm reading that this gave the team a spark when the offensive coordinator comes down to the field and they scored 20 points. Like, that's the spark. I mean, it, That's wild. You had the run game going last night. You knew the run game was working. And I think the Steelers are just, they're playing every game they're in. They want to win every game 20 to yeah. 16. They don't want this offensive explosion. And to be honest, I thought that, yes, Kenny Pickett sailed some passes, but there were definitely some drops. The penalties were insane. 10 penalties for the Steelers side, including a 12 men in the huddle when you're in the red zone. What's Kenny Pickett supposed uh-huh. to do about that? And also, he's playing with broken ribs. I mean, the guy is out there on a short week after getting knocked out of the game yep. on Sunday. I do not think Kenny Pickett was the problem. Was he the solution? He's not okay. going to be, you know, he's not Peyton Manning, but he's not the problem. The problems are bigger on the offense. Do you see this team winning a Super Bowl with Kenny Pickett at quarterback this year? Um, 
I don't see this offense winning a Super Bowl. No, I, I think I see that's where we totally disagree. If they had an a a minus quarterback, this would be a Super Bowl team. Everything is good. I mean that that pass rush is crazy. They finally got the run game going last night. Yeah. They got Deontay Johnson back and healthy. They have the wide receivers. They have everything. Kenny Pickett's just a B minus, and that's not going to win you a Super Bowl in this day and age. It's going to get you eleven and six into the wild card. But I think there's a, a limit on how far this team can go. Okay, he's, Until in, his he improves. Sec- he's in his second year, and so I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think this is his ceiling and that we've seen, like, the absolute best he can play. And he does have that thing, whatever that thing yeah. is, where in the fourth quarter, when they need a score, he's able to put together nah. a drive. And Deontay Johnson finally scores a touchdown last night, a passing touchdown for the first time since 2021. I mean, that can't be on all on picket. Oh, I well, yeah, Deontay Johnson is a mixed bag. He can be awesome and he can kill you. But here's the problem, Kenny Pickett. You need your aspiration. There's one thing. You have so many things going here. You have Mike Tomlin, a Hall of Fame coach. You have TJ Watt in his prime. Yep. This is a team that really should be poised with really, really big aspirations. And Kenny Pickett, I just don't – you can't win every game on the last drive and expect to keep this going. I don't know if there's any NFL precedent for this. To have, have a team that wins every game by five points and then goes all the way to the Super Bowl because it's not going to work against the elite teams. You can't use this formula. Well, Kenny Pickett's going to save us in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs. You didn't, it didn't work against the Jags because Pickett got hurt. Or the who are the other elite teams? Well, the like Bills. the Ravens. I mean, yeah, but, this, you have to have consistent quarterback play, not just one quarter of good quarterback play. See, I get what you're saying, but if the Steelers actually are playing the Chiefs and what that game plan would have to look like, like you would have to do, of course, you can't go score for score with Patrick Mahomes. Like they know that they couldn't do that at the end of Ben Roethlisberger either. Like they're you'd have to you have to reimagine a whole new game plan if you're going up against the Chiefs, if you're going up against the Dolphins, if you're going up against the Bills, if you're going up against any team that has the ability to put points on the board, it has to be totally different. That's how they want to play it. There's it's like a zag whenever else is zigging. I just don't know if they need to be zagging this much where the offensive game plan is so conservative where it's really like not a threat. I just kept um, thinking this when I was watching last night. This looks just blah right now on offense, but come December, are we going to be like, aha, see, this is the type of football that can win you games when the weather's crappy, when you're outside and it's like two degrees, this is the type of game that you just say, you know what? We don't care how it looked. We won the game. I I don't think this is going to work in December. First of all, generally they've been a very bad running team. And last night the Titans sort of laid back and said, go ahead, run all you want, but we don't think you can get the ball in the end zone. And they, to Kenny Pickett's credit, he did finish a couple drives where the Titans moved the ball all over the field and couldn't get the ball in the end. So he had to kick field goals. Yeah, I, I just think that this there's a big problem here. Ken, again, the numbers belie this. He's the third most inaccurate quarterback in the entire NFL. That's just and they're they're twenty fifth in passing. That formula can work and win you regular season games. It just is not going to work in the playoffs against the elite teams. And that's where I view the Steelers team. And you're right. Kenny Pickett's in his second year. And was he limping last night? What is going on with the that? The ribs dude? are definitely you broken. <laughs> limp, yeah, you don't limp with rib injuries, do you? I don't I don't want to know. He looks yeah. like he's 50 out there. <laughs> but the other part, too, it's not just, okay, inaccurate, but drops, too. I uh, there, mean, were, I, there were a lot more overthrows and drops, I thought. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I know you want to keep. He's back shot to the putting hands. it out there without any accuracy because he can't grip the. Look, if you watched last night's game, yeah, and you didn't know who was drafted where, 
Who would you think was the non-first round pick? Will Levis or Kenny Pickett? Oh, you de- Will Levis looked like Brett Favre out there. It's like, <laughs> is this guy going to win the MVP? But I, you look up and they had only scored 16 points. Like, it's they still have a far way to go. I think Will, I don't think Brett Favre, I think he looked like Josh Allen because he's so enormous too. Kenny Pickett's also tall, but he looks like a late round pick mm-hmm. who sort of just. Looks like Gardner Minshew. He looks like he's hustling out there. Yeah. He's got grit. Grit galore, and Tomlin probably loves that. And I will admit, there is a magic in the fourth quarter. If he was healthy last week against the Jaguars, he probably wins that game. I don't know how it's going, but you can't do this forever. You can't win 2016 every game, Maggie. You know what? With a defense like this, maybe you can win all these (laughs) one-score games. I mean, again, yes, when you get to the playoffs, maybe you get exposed a little bit, but I, I, I... I don't think the Steelers care how it looks. I know the fans yeah. do. The fans care how it looks. The fans definitely care how the offense looks. Mike and, Tomlin might like how this looks. You know, we we think it's the aesthetics stink, but maybe they do love it. I mean, you end up being six for 12 on third down. That's not bad. You know, as opposed to the Titans who were three for 13, the penalties killed them too. I mean, the 10 penalties. But EJ, I'm thinking maybe a poll question today, sir, about Kenny Pickett. Is he the guy? Can you win a Super Bowl with Kenny Pickett? Is maybe That's a good question. Is it something, you know, down the line? I, I'm i not sure I can go that far. I, I actually do think the black box theory applies here. Uh, I think I used it with your bills the other yeah. day. The joke is when the, the plane crashes, the only thing that survives is the black box. So why don't you make the whole plane out of the black box? Right. Why don't you have fourth quarter, whatever you're doing in the fourth quarter, do it for four quarters with Kenny Pickett <laughs> because the first quarter is just not great. I mean, don't you think they like running a hurry up basically is what you're talking about? I think I honestly, I think that there is something when they're running their intentionally slow offense, it just doesn't fit him because he does have to make a lot of tight window throws. And I'm not sure that's his thing right now. Listen, I, he does enough. He does enough playing hurt to win a game against a team that seemed like they had a, a lot of um, momentum yeah. at the end, at the end. And you're averaging five and a half yards a carry last night. So just do that. Like I, I can't put this all on picket. I think they were, they tried to win the game they were in and it was ugly, but the Steelers do not care. They're the type of team where for three quarters, you have no idea how they're even in the game. Well, you know, the <laughs> yeah, defense. Yeah. and then you look up and all of a sudden you just got beat. Yeah. It's like, how did we lose that one? You do get a sense throughout the game. You can watch. It's like, uh-oh, TJ Watt's sitting there. He's going to make a play or Alex Highsmith. Yeah. Uh, Watt, interesting to me, not defensive player of the year is a crazy race this year. Seeing incredible performances. He is the MVP of that team by yes. far. Even though last night it was Highsmith with the two sacks. Yeah. T.J. Watt is one of those non-quarterback MVP candidates to me. If you take him off that team, they're nothing special. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So, Steeler fans all over this great country and world. Yeah, I'm dying to know, what do the Steelers fans think of Kenny Pickett? They probably love him personality-wise, but they must see that the passing game is not great right now. I think Matt Canada really gets all, all the ire, but... Canada had a good game last night. They finally were able to get run plays that worked. I think Canada coming down the sideline fixed everything. (laughs) How? I don't know. (laughs) Apparently Tomlin did this once before where in 2007, apparently he brought every, all the offensive people down to the sideline to help Ben Roethlisberger. And so he just went back to the well. Yeah. Isn't there another coordinator who they're pulling down to the sideline? And we talked about that earlier this week. It might be in college. We, 
I don't know what the how, I think you'd be better in the booth because you could see the the whole field. I don't understand how being on the field and not understand what's going on. I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where guys are down on the field and they're like, "Get that guy up to the booth." This happened with EJ's Jets with Mike Lafleur. Oh, they yeah. headed their home up to the booth. Did I they move him around a little bit? I think yeah. it's probably because they thought people were going to be throwing rotten fruit at this guy on the sideline <laughs> because he sucks so bad. He was like ducking. Like full cans of beer yeah, I that mean, were being you, chucked at him. If you're the Jets, I don't think it matters where you are. If you're in that stadium, you're doing a bad job. But it is really funny. Poor Matt Canada. I mean, I, ah. I think we've talked about more Matt Canada than any offensive coordinator in the league. Which is funny because he's probably the least productive offensive coordinator <laughs> in the league. No, that's the only way they talk about you. When yeah. you're the absolute best or when you're the absolute worst. Yeah, is there? and there's a guy in the Lions and no one can remember his name, Ben Johnson. Because, yeah, yeah it's, it's all about Matt Canada. I think he had a nice game last night. I thought Kenny Pickett let them down. He should have blown them out in the first half. Yeah, I don't put this on Pickett. Uh, we'll put the poll up. You can go vote at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Is Kenny Pickett the problem? I don't know. Is it a problem, I, too? It, I, by the way, I want to caveat. In the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett's Joe Montana. That's a given. I don't know how he's, he's doing this. He's really good. And I'd almost rather have that aspect of your game, like have that intangible or whatever that is that can you can put together these game-winning drives, and then let's work backwards. And then we can get this, you know, the first quarter actually open with a touchdown drive. So if you get the first quarter and the fourth quarter worked out, then we just work on the middle two quarters. And then <laughs> That's we got 47 something. minutes of football, Maggie. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> um, we'll get to Will Levis and that side of it in a moment because. You mean Will Levis, the second coming of yeah. Brett Favre, Josh Allen? Pick Which Hall of Famer are we going to compare him to? John Elway? Probably just a combination of all of them together. Yeah. Meanwhile, he does throw a game-sealing interception at the end of the game. Well, so I was, mean. It was not all perfect, but in some ways, it really listen, that was a terrible interception to throw. No, it but it was, it was like a desperation no. you know, moment. And all the other things that he did well, you almost forgive it. Because you can see the talent there. Like, it's very obvious. The arm strength is amazing. He's throwing off of his back foot and being able to launch the ball like 50 yards. Crazy. He's standing in the pocket when all this pressure is coming and he's about to get mauled. I mean. Which will last about three weeks. He's going to have to learn to get rid of the ball. That interception is not on him at all. There was 18 seconds left in the game. He had to throw. He had to start throwing it up into the end zone. Yeah, there was no, but there was like barely a Titan within 10 feet. But he he had two passes left in the game and he had to get two balls into the end zone and the Steelers were all there. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. Although I do worry he's going to get hurt too. I mean, he took massive hits. He, you could see him play. He's a big guy who has a lot of confidence that he's stronger than everyone, much like your quarterback, Josh Allen. Yeah, but he's not running like Josh and trying to hurdle people and like leaning his shoulder into a linebacker. Like Josh Allen is nuts. Um, He's not doing that. Levis isn't, isn't being that risky. He's just standing in the pocket making a lot of throws. Yeah, he's got to get rid of the throw. He never threw the ball to the sidelines away. He's going to have to learn to do that because I don't care if you're six five yeah. and built like – he's kind of built like me. Did you notice his arms? Like, very Perloff-like. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I've never seen a quarterback – you were had, wearing, like, one of those superhero costumes yeah. that you do at Halloween that make you look <laughs> really big, that'd be he, – he, Do you notice he had his jersey up as high as humanly possible to show off as much of his guns as possible? It's Mr. Cutoffs. Yeah, he, he basically had a cutoff NFL jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. 855 212 4CBS. 
Uh, so we saw, we're seeing an emergence of a new, very fun quarterback. I'll tell you what, it's the most fun the Titans have been in a long time. I know. All of a sudden, the Titans are not a bore. They might not win the game, but that was that was interesting. Yeah, they're definitely not winning. <laughs> but with Will Levis, at least it makes it interesting. And Derrick Henry had a big game last night with the 17 carries and 75 yards and the touchdown that he reached for and stretched for. He made it happen on that on that drive. Um Okay, 855-212-4CBS. Let's hear from the Steelers fans. Is Pickett the problem? You've been calling out Matt Canada this whole time, but is it actually Kenny Pickett? And what we're seeing with Will Levis, does it have you excited? 855-212-4CBS. Lots to do here on the show. This is our first guest in studio later today. Possible, right? Okay. Celebrity NFL Picks. And our celebrity is going to be in studio with us today. So we're excited about that. Again, want to hear from you. 855-2124-CBS. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Man, we are just seeing this Pittsburgh Steelers differently. I was very worried about Kenny Pickett holding this team back because I think it's a Super Bowl roster except for quarterback. Maggie still believes in the fourth quarter hero, Kenny Pickett. Call us 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I will admit he is pretty awesome in the fourth quarter. I don't understand it, but... I think Mike Tomlin is happy with that part of the game. How about you get a little bit of a lead going at home, going against a rookie quarterback? Come on, Maggie. Since when do the Steelers do anything the easy way? (laughs) It's just not in their DNA. Here is Mike Tomlin praising Kenny Pickett's clutch play. Nothing that he does from an intangible intangible perspective or a toughness perspective surprises me. I think that we're all really comfortable about those qualities in him and, you know, his desire to, to, to rise up big for us in moments and, be significant down the stretch. Um, can't say enough about it. There you go. I mean, that's a high praise for Mike Tomlin. That's like as good as it gets, right? He's usually so cryptid and coded with everything he says. That was extremely straightforward. Uh, I think he's just a young quarterback who's playing with broken ribs. And I think his offensive coordinator is, whether it's the philosophy of the team or whatever, they have these guardrails up yep. for him. And, yes, he sailed a couple passes last night. But, again, he's playing with broken ribs. Oh, come on. It's football. Rub some dirt on it. I don't want to hear excuses. <laughs> Lonnie is in Pennsylvania. Let's talk about Kenny Pickett. Good morning, Lonnie. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, guys. You got it. Uh, yeah, I, I think Kenny, I think he is going to be the guy. I think he's the guy for Pittsburgh. He's the guy for the city. Uh, I mean, Big Ben, when he first came out, it wasn't about him. It was running the ball in defense is how they won. And he turned into a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I'm not going to say Kenny's going to be a Hall of Famer, but, you know, the, the the thing that the Steelers have is a lights-out defense. So they can rely on that for most of the game. And I think Kenny's better when it's no huddle. And that's the way Ben always was. You know, they, they the offensive coordinator holds, holds him back, I think. Uh, he does make – he's got to get more accurate. But I think as far as him being the guy, I think Kenny won the city of Pittsburgh. I was in Shore Stadium with my kid the night that I think he took over that city, and it wasn't at a game. It was at the Luke Combs concert. When he came out and shotgunned a beer, that stadium. 
And yeah. I think right there is where Pittsburgh became Kenny, Kenny Pickett fans. Man, Lonnie, thank you for the call. I, you could have given me 100 guesses. I didn't think that's where you were going with when Kenny Pickett won over the city. Kenny Pickett's personality is amazing, but that's not going to beat the Chiefs. He's super cool. He's an Eagles fan. So he grew up in South Jersey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah that, no, he grew up in South That's Jersey. That's why he's so cool. He's pure Philly through and through because I count South Jersey as Philly. He's a great personality. You're right. He fits the city and fits the team. I don't know if Big Ben in 2006 could play like that and get to the Super Bowl. I think you need to pass in today's NFL. Think of the AFC playoffs. You're going against Josh Allen, Tua, Patrick Mahomes. What wow. happens if this team is in a little bit, uh, Joe Burrow, in a little bit of a shootout? Or Lamar. Um, Hell, Lamar Jackson no, is unbelievable shoot, right now. A shootout's not going to work, but that's by design. I don't think yeah. the Steelers will be in a shootout. Like that's they their defense is so good. I think it's it's shootout. It's prevented. You know, it's a shootout kryptonite, if you will. By yeah. the way, you want to know who else was shotgun of beers at the Luke Combs concert? Maggie Gray. Well, kinda. Perloff <laughs> yeah. and I saw him at the Super Bowl. I, I didn't shotgun a beer, but we were there. We <laughs> listening. We were technically cheering. present at the Luke <laughs> So you get a half Kenny Pickett there. Yeah, you, man. You I'm like president, a, but no. I'm, no I'm first. I'm second quarter Kenny Pickett. Fourth quarter Kenny Pickett is <laughs> shotgun in the beer. I was second quarter Kenny Pickett just um, cheering politely. Can I relive a conversation from that concert? Which one? Coach Rick Neuheisel comes yeah. up to us and goes, You guys are huge Luke Combs fans like me? And we're like, Yeah. We're huge Luke Combs fans. And check, and we whisper, it's Luke Combs, right? <laughs> yes. Perloff and I became fans that night. Oh, I mean, he was he's awesome. like the biggest act on the planet. That's you and I. That's our bad for not uh, being more familiar with him. But he was amazing. His stage present was fantastic. And nobody enjoyed that concert more than Rick Neuheisel. Well, Rick Neuheisel, he likes football. He loves music. Well, yes. look, I mean, we're talking about Steelers needing an offensive coordinator. Maybe Rick Neuheisel. Rick Neuheisel <laughs> with Kenny Pickett. And that's, that's the combination we've been waiting for. Put on fast car and just get out there and <laughs> there rock go. out. Yeah, getting that no huddle offense, baby, and let's get this ball moving. <laughs> I asked on uh, on the social media chat on Twitch and YouTube about you guys' question about Kenny Pickett. We had one comment from Spencer Seeks via YouTube saying that he'll never be the GOAT, but with an offensive line, he could Eli a couple of Super Bowls. Which I thought was an interesting comment. Oh, I like that. And yeah. then uh, Brian Camp from Twitch wrote, I would agree he needs more time. Pittsburgh does this every season. They start off slow. Everyone calls for Tomlin to be fired, and then they end up in the playoffs. Bradshaw wasn't very good his first season either. So some defense early on for Kenny Pickett well, in the chats. Mike Tomlin's going 500 or above. That's a fact. That's like, it's, Death EJ, in your terms, Thanos inevitable. I mean, Mike Tomlin's <laughs> going to win at least nine games. That's We start there. That's the baseline. And right now they're 5-3. and three. Oh, I yeah. mean, we'll see what happens with the uh, – with the Ravens this weekend, but they're five and three right now. Like they're they're right there. They probably if Kenny Pickett didn't get hurt, they probably would have beaten the Jaguars last week because Kenny Pickett would have found a way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, Especially it's, at home. It's good. There were so many easy throws in the first half because the Titans are not great right now. By the way, did you see the stat last night about the Titans haven't won a road game since last November? Yeah. Well remember they <laughs> went on remember Tannehill got hurt and they lost their last seven games. No, I know, but that's pretty wild. Not winning a road game since last November against, I think they said, Green Bay. Yeah, I'm, but they lost every game in the second half of the season. <laughs> I know. That, but that's Remember they were they pulled in Josh Dobbs yeah. off the street toward the end? Because Malik Willis uh, yeah, but the funny thing not, is not so awesome. They, don't, they look, you know, if you sort of squint, this looks like a really good team. You see Derrick Henry, you see DeAndre Hopkins, you see Simmons on defense, you see a young quarterback. That looks like kind of a playoff team. Yeah, Danico Autry is always great. 
I think if that team, I think they're probably regretting not going to Levis earlier because maybe they could have gotten a win or two. They're in an easy division. Now it seems a little too late to do anything. So they're not, but they're not, you said tank all year long, and I totally understand that because they've been in limbo. Yeah. Now I don't think you need to tank anymore. Well, I didn't know Levis was going to look like this. I mean, <laughs> no we were did. talking about last week, he was going to be platooning with Malik Willis. It's like, that was clearly a smokescreen. If, if this guy looks as good as he did and his arm is amazing, why would he be platooning with Malik Willis? Like, it just seemed like the team didn't have that much faith. They only went yep. to him because they were forced to because Tannehill has the high ankle sprain. Yeah, I mean, it's been two games. Maybe the defensive coordinators will see some tendencies and it'll come back to earth. I think he's taking a few too many hits already. Yeah, well, you so. do this against the Steelers defense. It's, you know... Yeah, he got crunched a couple times. Yeah, it it is very exciting. The four touchdowns against Atlanta, a bit of an outlier. He's not going to be able to throw bombs on everyone. It is exciting. And he's a very good runner. You didn't see it last night. That was his thing in college. He's he's got a lot of weapons. Kenny Pickett, on the other hand, you go, little guy. You come back in the fourth quarter. It just looked like he was the second-round quarterback, and Will Levis was the first-round quarterback last night. Very true. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. We're going to start talking a little bit about Will Levis and where he should have been drafted. If we're talking about other rookie quarterbacks, I think CJ Stroud kind of has this thing right now. Yeah. But if Bryce Young continues to struggle, it's going to look Ooh, like. Ooh, I don't know. Young's moving up on Stroud. Young's been much, much better. If you're talking redraft, I'm in. That's my favorite piece of NFL content. Redraft. I'll read 2022 redraft. You know, when people put out what who should have taken what. For some reason, that fascinates me. Well, Same well, here. I love those. I love those uh, articles. I've done, I've done YouTube videos myself, redraft the NBA players. So yeah, it's well. Here it never, we are. Something that never gets old. We're uh, halfway through the season now. This is going to be the halfway point. So I think we are perfectly fine oh. for a redraft right now. Let's get to some headlines. Peter Schwartz is here today for Andrew Bogus. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, guys. We'll start in Pittsburgh, where the Titans led the Steelers by three points in the fourth quarter. First and goal at the three. Pickett in the shotgun, gets the snap, looks right. Deontay Johnson wide open, touchdown Pittsburgh. The Steelers march it 92 yards to take the lead. With just over four minutes left on the clock, Bill Hillgrove on Steelers radio, and the Steelers rally past the Titans 20-16. to Head coach Mike Tomlin sums up the win. I'm appreciative of the fight. Um, we needed this one, uh, and it's good to get it, get it on a short week, and be in the clubhouse, man, on a Thursday night with the necessary victory for the week. And so excited for them. Uh, we'll rest up, man, take advantage of the long weekend and, 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 and begin our next process. Kenny Pickett, 19 of 30, 190 yards. That game-winning touchdown pass as he battled through his rib injury. It felt good. Um, shout out to our, our trainers, Gabe and Gabe leading the way, um, helped me get ready to go. And, and Sonia and Dino, um, you know, short week, did a great job of helping me get ready, and I felt good. Steelers improved to 5-3 and three with four of their wins coming after they were trailing entering the fourth quarter. Quan Alexander sealing the win, picking off Will Levis at the goal line with six seconds to go. And with the loss, head coach Mike Vrabel's Titans dropped to 3-5. and five. Just troubling to lose. Well, you know what I mean? Whether you're at home or on the road or in London, you know, you lose. You put a lot into it, played hard. You know, I don't think we played... Uh, well enough in, in really any phase to, to take control of the game uh, when we had an opportunity. Felt like we had some momentum and you know couldn't couldn't capitalize on it. Titans. I'm sorry, Peter. You know, as the NFL continues to expand, 
comments like Vrabel's are going to get even more ridiculous. Like, I don't care where you lose. Home, road, London, <laughs> Mexico, Backyard. Germany, China, yeah, yeah. Kazakhstan. Maybe we're going to play a game in India at some point. The moon. I, we lost that game on the moon. That was crazy. <laughs> Because Talking about high altitude. We, I mean. <laughs> we planned all week for that zero gravity. Yeah, you could kick a 98-yard field goal on the moon. <laughs> An infinity field goal. You could play on the football field out in the newsroom. Yeah, you right. Know, I could exactly. do that. Yeah, lose, so, it, lose, lose in the, the newsroom. Uh, Titans quarterback Will Levis threw for 262 yards. Now to the NBA. The NBA's first overall pick came up huge in the fourth quarter. 140 remaining in the game, and the Spurs lead by 10. Left wing Sohan, guarded by Bates Diop. High post, turnaround jumper, Wembenyama, it's good. He's got 38 points, and the Spurs lead 128 to 116. Since it was tied at 116, the Spurs on a 12-0 run, and Wemby's done most of the damage. With 10 of those 12 points in that run, Bill Schoening on Spurs Radio. Wait, Peter, are you aware of what's going, of what's at stake here with Wemby's rookie season? Uh, rookie of the Year award. Yes, and and a big show bet attached uh, to the rookie. You of the guys year are award. known for your big bets. Yeah, I made. But it's looking now like a dangerous one. I'm going to drive to San Antonio and apologize to Wembenyama for saying he was going to be a bust yeah. if he wins Rookie of the Year. I can go shotgun with you because I said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to do 27 hours in right. the car with Peter and Perloff? Just volunteering this? <laughs> That's a funny so, cop movie. You're sending digital on this trip, too? <laughs> so... You were thinking what I think. Nobody's seven five anymore and thrives in the NBA. This like is a, a toothpick. I'm like, he's this like, yeah, guy's how not going to be push any this good. Dude around. Wait, uh, the question is though: Are you a road trip guy? Because yeah. twenty seven hours. I love to drive. All right. My wife hates to drive. I love to drive. Get me in a car. You know, there it big, is. Big gulp. Big gulp next to me. You know, <laughs> Luke Holmes on the radio. Yeah, when it rains or pours. Mm-hmm. Yes, this earlier. Uh, favorite road trip snack: shorts. Uh, Twizzlers. Oh. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. That's a they good last one. a long time. Yeah. That is the official Schwartz family. We gas up the jalopy and yeah. get on the road to go somewhere. So the kids make sure. Mom, Dad, we got the Twizzlers in the car. Yeah. So. Just the original red? Yeah, the red ones, the long ones. So that, you know, the they, they don't stop. They have, you know, wait, you, wait, wait. Maggie thinks that anyone on earth besides her likes black licorice. What do you mean oh, the original horrible, red? Horrible, uh, Maggie. Wait, I, I'm assuming you guys are eating red licorice. Red ones, yeah, yeah that's red the ones. fan favorite. You got the real OGs know about the black licorice. Uh, I, get, I get it flown in from Australia. It's like eating a tire. <laughs> I, I, that's torture that's to make someone. By the way, eating yeah, a tire. Yeah, it's like give me a Michelin. I, I mean, just chew on the licorice root. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a koala oh, bear. I hate the favor. What's the liquor that that has licorice in it? Sambuca. Uh, yeah, oh, Sambuca. The Light worst. that thing on fire and look out. <laughs> Maggie's on the table. Uh oh. Give me my Twizzlers. The Spurs beat <laughs> Uzo, the. Uzo. Sorry, Uzo also tastes like licorice a little bit. Yeah. The uh, Spurs beat the Suns one thirty two one twenty one after they let a twenty seven point lead evaporate. Victor Webinyama scoring thirty eight points. Spurs head coach Greg Popovich. On his rookie. He's a multifaceted player. I mean, he'll pass it to the open guy. But, you know, he, he's he got confidence in himself. And, you know, he made some plays that were, you know, unbelievable. Uh, so that combination is pretty good if you you have that skill and you're still willing to pass. And he had uh, 10 rebounds and 2 assists in the game. Also in the association last night, Joel Embiid, 28 points, Sixers, over the Raptors, 114-99. You had the Pelicans beating the Pistons, 125-116. And the Magic topped the Jazz, 115-113. If you did not watch any or much of the World Series, you are not alone. The Rangers-Astros 
Fall Classic, the least watched World Series in recorded TV history. The game, uh, the series, uh, 9.11 million viewers. That was worse than the 9.79 that watched. What was the one before that? That was the lowest rated. Phillies Astros. No. Oh. Maybe the bubble? The, the, the 2020. Pandemic. Dodgers yeah. Rays, yeah. 2020. That was the least watched world. There's Which a lot going on. Well, it surprises me because nobody could go anywhere. So you think people were home watching the World Series. Yeah, same yeah. thing happened with the with the bubble, which yeah, I yeah. talked about last week. Uh, yeah, know, for whatever reason, it didn't matter. I think there was just a lot going on. No, <laughs> People I mean, had were distracted. A lot of press conferences to watch yeah. and statistics and numbers. Watching but the news. The reality: the Astros Phillies was way down too. I mean, these World Series ratings. This was not your ideal matchup, but this is a real thing. People are not just cord cutting. A lot of reasons. What about the international numbers? Did we get those back. I mean, nine million. <laughs> what What do you think? Uh, the Jets are averaging twenty million a game. And what do you think? This, what do you think the Cowboys Eagles game this weekend? Thirty-three. Yeah, four twenty-five afternoon game. Yeah. Huge number. It'll go over thirty. Huge number. It'll be the number one game of the year, probably. Any Cowboy Cowboys Giants and Giants aren't even good. Will probably do thirty. Yeah, it's crazy to think that just in twenty sixteen, because we had the Cubs and the Cleveland yeah. Indians, you had twenty two point eight million. And, and that was, and nine. I mean, in that series delivered with a game seven yeah. and a crazy game yeah. seven. Look at 1985, for example, or whatever. Pick a year from the 80s. It's probably 40 million yeah. or something. Well, okay, but what if this series had gone seven games? Wouldn't matter. I mean, it's five games. The series Maybe is a over. Maybe it's up. So, not much. Yeah. I don't think so. Let me uh, let me close with the NHL and the defending Stanley Cup champions continue to roll. Knights get a steal out high. Remember an empty net. Marcia so shoots. He scores a hat trick goal. The sixth hat trick in Jonathan Marcheseau's NHL career. 5 2 Vegas with under three minutes to go in the third period. That was Dan Duva on Golden Knights Radio. The defending Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights are now 10 0 1 after a 5 2 win over the Jets. And there you go. Peter, thank you so much. And we'll hear from you next hour as well. 855 2124 CBS. EJ, can I get some updated poll results? I know it's early, but how are we looking? So we asked a question earlier in the day, uh, is Kenny Pickett the problem in Pittsburgh? So right now we're looking at 41.1% say yes, 58.9% say no. All right. Wait, you said it was going to be, can Kenny Pickett win the Super Bowl for the Steelers? Well, what happened to that? That was the first iteration, and then we had another question okay. that, that that became this question. I think it's this is a little more, like, urgent. You know, Super Bowls were that's oh, far down the road. But this is clearly a Super Bowl defense. And Kenny Pickett, second year, this is the window where you got to win it in your first five years. So I guess maybe the question, the real question is, can he win it on his salary cap when he's in the first five years? And I don't know if he's that close. It, also, he gets hurt every single game, it looks like. It just feels like, to me, evaluating Pickett this early just still feels a little early. You know, he didn't, yeah. you know, he started, I think, I think week four, I think, last year. So he didn't have a full season last year. This year becomes his first full season as a starter. He was not the number one pick or the number two pick. This is a guy that was drafted later in the first round. Yep. It just feels like, I mean, I just feel like when we think about quarterbacks, I, I, he kind of reminds me of Joe Flacco a little bit, where I feel like if you're going to be writing him off in year two, just feels a little too early to well, me. One thing, he's 25. He's older than Jordan Love. He's older than right. a lot of these right. guys. The second thing is he hasn't taken a step from last year. I think he looked a little better last year. Might be health-oriented. Might be play-calling-oriented. But you thought first year or second year he would take a big leap. And he's not terrible. I'm just saying, I'm putting it in Super Bowl terms. Yeah. Is this the guy who's going to beat Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game? Last night was his 21st game starting. 21st game as a starter. He's now 12-9 and nine 
overall. Um, can he be Patrick Mahomes? No, but can anyone be Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Josh Allen can't be Patrick Mahomes. Like, there's a, if we're all only going to say, you know, can you beat the Chiefs? Like, then a lot of guys are going to come up short in that conversation. Yeah, but year two, Big Ben got to the won the Super Bowl, I believe. There, Joe Burrow, year two, got to the Super Bowl. This is when you make the leap. There's no time to waste here. But what do I, we say about Ben Roethlisberger in that Super Bowl? He played bad, but the game before he the game he before torched. he he played really well. But also, Ben could run back then. He the reason the Seals were elite that year was Ben, in my opinion. Well, but a lot of the the sort of you know kind of thought on that Super Bowl is that the Steelers won it in spite of Ben, that they had to make up for a lot of his shortcomings. The Super Bowl, but during yes. the year, Ben was really great. And Pickett has been, and for, and it was also a long time ago, not everybody had huge numbers. Kenny Pickett's in a much more passing league, and he's okay, but you have to be great. I think you have to be great at passing now. You can't you can't use that formula to win, can you? I, I mean, mean, we look at the last quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl, not named Tom Brady since 2010. Yeah, what do you got? Patrick Mahomes, Nick Foles, uh, old Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, and Aaron Rodgers. Those yeah, are but look at the last five years. Last Stafford five years is, is Stafford, swing Mahomes, it. and Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick, well, I mean, Nick, Nick Foles. Nick Foles had a great, he played great. And I think sometimes the question becomes, do you see yeah. Kenny Pickett playing that well in a game like that? Like, right. Maybe he doesn't have to play that well for four or five games in a row because they have a great defense, but... Once you get to the Super Bowl, you're going to need those big-time performances. Is Can he rise his game up to that level? We weren't sure about Nick Foles. Nick Foles answered the bell. We didn't know about Eli Man. He answered the bell. Yeah. That could end up being the question about Pickett is when a team needs him to play above maybe his level, can he get to that level? 855-212-4CBS. I still think he can. I still think he's capable of it. Perloff is not sold. 855-212-4CBS. Okay, a lot more to do, including the latest twist and turn with the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Yes, there is more news, more new information to come out just from the time from you went to bed last night from when you woke up this morning. So we will get that to you in just minutes. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff reacting off of a squeaker of a game last night, but the Pittsburgh Steelers moved to 5-3. and three. The offense looked a little better. Perloff thinks yeah. that Kenny Pickett is the problem holding the offense back. I think it's still just the general philosophy of the offense and the fact that Pickett is young and had broken ribs or injured ribs. Will mm. Levis clearly looks like the future for Tennessee, but did throw a game-sealing interception at the end of the game. But that almost didn't even matter because it feels like the proof is there with Levis through two games that he can play in this league. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, their problem was they couldn't get the ball in the end zone last night. He has a connection with Hopkins that the other quarterbacks in Tennessee apparently didn't. Everything looked easier with him. Quarterback, here's the thing. He stays in the pocket forever, which is admirable, but you, how are you going to last? He's one of these guys who's so big, I think he has a little bit of false confidence. He's going to learn you got to throw the ball out of bounds. Turning to the college ranks, we get another update on our Michigan scan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... 
they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I got a one-track mind. I'm not going to be speculating. Can let others speculate that. It's time for Maze and Clue. A spy sensation sweeping the nation, Maze and Clue. We try to piece together everything that's going on with this Michigan sign-stealing scandal, like we're James Bond or something. I can't even keep track. <laughs> I came in this morning, I'm like, all right, what's the latest? <laughs> <laughs> well, glad you asked. Uh, the latest is Purdue head coach Ryan Walters. Of course, Michigan's going to be playing Purdue this weekend. He is the latest to come out and, you know, go on the record to call out Michigan. He said on Thursday, it's unfortunate. What's crazy is they weren't allegations in terms of the sign stealing. He said it happened. There's video evidence. There's ticket purchases and sales you can track that go back. We know for a fact they were at a number of our games. So we've had to teach our guys a new language in terms of some signals. A number of the games. You're a 32 and a half point favorite. Why do you need to be scouting Purdue Uh, in this way? Because we've seen Purdue trip up good teams before Ohio State famously a couple years ago. I don't know. If you're going to cheat against one team, you got to cheat against everybody. What are you talking about? I just think it's ridiculous. This is getting to the point where, I mean, how big does this web of lies, you know, go? You had Connor Stallions, the guy who's at the center of this, you know, stealing signs. He's deputizing other people to go and videotape games. That's already been out there. Someone sang like a canary to the NCAA investigators. Like, there is so much smoke here. Clearly, this was big. Okay, we've established that this was happening. Now, to me, the interesting thing is, does anyone have the guts to do anything about it? Like the Big Ten, the, Big the Ten. NCAA, Michigan itself, the, maybe the president of the school. Who's going to step up and say, hey, there's going to be action here? I bet nobody. I don't think um, – I, I, can I say too early to tell? Yeah, I think you can they're say gonna that. Do, I think they are going to do something, okay? So I don't think it's going to be the president of school. No way. That guy <laughs> want to get run out of town. They just got there. Um, I think that it's going to have to be the Big Ten, and I think it's going to be something that's going to feel like a slap on the wrist, but it's going to be – a little just meat to the wolves now yeah. that are the other Big Ten coaches and athletic directors. Because don't forget, the update from yesterday was the Big Ten coaches, the Big Ten athletic directors have all been talking to the Big Ten commissioner, basically venting, you know, kvetching, whatever you want to say. They they want Michigan punished. Absolutely. but Right the, now, right yeah. now they want to punish. The Big Ten has a major incentive to have Michigan be good and probably go to the Final Four. I don't know if they get money directly, but they certainly elevate the brand of the Big Ten. So they have a lot of reasons not to do it. We're all savvy enough. We'll know a slap on the wrist, Maggie. I no, think I, I think they'll get killed if they try a slap on the wrist, like per, suspend him for that one bad game. They have Maryland coming up. They're like, oh, you can't be on the sideline in Maryland. Who cares? So, I honestly, if I'm Michigan right now, I say it's us against the world. Yes, you caught us cheating, but we're going to show you we don't need the signs. We can beat you. I hope. <laughs> for <laughs> well, my friends who are Michigan fans. I don't, for Purdue, I don't think you're going to – I think you're going to be okay. Like, yeah, definitely. But this is all about Ohio State now. I mean – And Penn, and Penn State, State, yeah. Pardon me. I, I think they're going to do something. I think they're going to have to satisfy and satiate, and I think – 
perhaps, perhaps, maybe the Big Ten is thinking, all right, if we give them a slap on the wrist or we do something, maybe some of this actually goes away a little bit. Like, maybe it calls the dogs off a little. Yeah. That'd be flawed thinking, but... There, there is a bunch of people sitting in a conference room right now saying, how do we penalize them without penalizing them? Exactly. Which I don't know it, if that's, like, a great solution. Yeah, you just, And I don't know if it's going to satisfy these other schools. I mean, you had the Pete Dam report from last night saying that there was another video call with the Big Ten ADs yep. and, the, uh, and, and, and uh, the commissioner. And essentially, they said that this conversation took a distinctly different tenor than the one they had a week ago. Saying yes. that they believe that the ability to punish Michigan is being taken more seriously than ever yeah. before. They have this sort of, it's like a, a sportsmanship clause that apparently, it's kind right. of like other commissioners who have like for the good of the game clause or whatever. It just gives very wide latitude. Now, you don't want to overreach, of course, because it's still an ongoing investigation. But these NCAA investigations, I mean, they they take longer than Congress. Like, it, it's going to be the year 2030 yeah. by the time we figure this out. But that is a real danger that they lay down the hammer now without knowing all the facts. Because, it, it, you know, if something comes out every day, then what do we even know? Well, I, I guess the, what the coaches are saying is, what more facts do you need? You got the receipts that, literally, you got the receipts that he's traveling to games. You know that another guy came forward, this coach at this Division three school, says, yes, this guy, Connor Stallions, paid me to go to a game to steal the signs of the Michigan opponent. Like, you kind of have yeah. several smoking guns. You just don't have Jim Harbaugh at the scene of the crime. But don't you? I mean, we're all smart enough. Okay, we're all smart enough. But this is college football, a sport that has lived on cheating for 100 years. Well, I don't know if it's 100 years, but it's been a, it's a sport of lies. College football coaches have been living on the big lie, not paying players for decades. Yeah. So I don't think you can all of a sudden lay down a hammer at the, the end point of a season. It's really hard to do that. I think of Cam Newton in 2011. Everyone, he was caught red-handed. Uh, with recruiting violations, they weren't going to kick Auburn out of the title game. Well, it was his parents, too. It's not but like Cam still, Newton was there taking a suitcase full of money. But it was the team. I right. saw Cam Newton himself. I'm saying the team broke the rules, and you couldn't take them out of the title game. No, they didn't. But remember, it was... it was. I thought it was that a different school had offered Cam $250,000. Remember, there was there was something wonky oh, yes. about that. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Coming up... The biggest game of the weekend, arguably, in Germany. Have the Dolphins closed the gap on the Chiefs? And your phone call's next. Over. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.